President Biden does nothing at 9 a.m., and that's from somebody who should know his former press secretary, Jen Psaki. Hey, everybody, I'm Steve Green with Bill Whittle and Scott Ott, and this is Right Angle, brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. Uh, gentlemen, I bring this up because Saki said this. Wow, that's a bit of a tongue twister. Saki said this on MSNBC, he said three times fast, on uh, Monday after President Biden gave a 9 a.m. national address after the uh, Silicon Valley Bank uh, run and closure and failure in the Signature Bank in New York, which was deep into crypt- uh, crypto, got closed on Sunday, too. So, The whole nation is wondering if we're going to have another 2007-2008 meltdown. And it was so vital that Joe Biden got up at 9... No, excuse me. He was at work at 9 in the morning, which Saki says he he never, ever does. And here, here's the whole quote. He said, uh, She said, President Biden does nothing at 9 a.m. The fact that he's giving a speech about the bank failure at 9 a.m. speaks to how vital the White House recognizes it is. And I say, if it's that vital, it's vital for us to know how vital the president is. And sometimes there's a world of difference, guys, between uh, uh, reading a thing and watching a thing. And in my line of work, I tend to read the thing. This time, something was nagging at me, so I decided to actually watch Biden's statement. It's only about four and a half minutes long. I'll show you a little bit of it yeah. in the uh, in the show here. And the words, the words he said, if Ronald Reagan had been saying these words, I think I would have been a very, very reassured American. He said, Americans can rest assured that our banking system is safe. Your deposits are safe. Let me also assure you, we will not stop at this. We'll do whatever is needed. No losses will be borne by the taxpayer. And Scott, I notice you nodding along. So I'm going to go to you first. If you actually watch the video, Biden is reading this monotone off the teleprompter, no passion, no energy, no nothing. What were you thinking watching that? Well, first of all, it's just the the fact that he was doing it at such an unusual time. I mean, typically if a president addresses the nation, he does so in the evening. We get plenty of warning. You know, you don't do it after the deadness of the weekend news cycle and then suddenly show up as the stock market opens on Monday morning and get out there and make this statement. So the fact that he did it says more than what he said in it. Um, If you want to calm people, the last thing you do is have the president do something peculiar. Um, If you want people to not worry about something and therefore not panic or Mm -hmm. run their local banks, you don't have the president of the United States essentially break into programming and say, look, I just wanted to let you know everything's fine. (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) All is well. He, yeah, that's right. Uh, for all the world, he looked like the guy going, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. I am Oz, the great and powerful. And, you know, it, that's just not how you calm people. You bring out some low-level guy during the normal weekly newser or daily newser that you do with the media and speak in bland tones and, uh, and just make everything go as normal. Don't do anything peculiar because as we've seen in the past in in, uh, situations where banks were in jeopardy or where the economy was on the precipice or something, that it's – it, you know, it's kind of Roosevelt's old thing. We have nothing to fear but fear. It's – or the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And this – conjures rather than calms fear. So so that's number one. Number two, 
you can't say in four minutes and 30 seconds of speech, you can't repeat over and over and over again that you have nothing to worry about. Essentially, everything's okay. Don't worry about it. Like, first of all, the speech didn't have to be that long. Secondly, if the more you say that everything's going to be fine, the less we believe you. Um, if you said it in the first sentence and say, hey, look, you probably saw the news this morning about Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, and uh, here are the steps that we took to address those particular situations. As far as we can tell from here, there's no bleed over effect into anything else. We'll keep you updated if there's any new information about that. Boom. Goodbye. But don't have the president do that. There's, that's no, not I, necessary. He, he seemed, as he, as he usually seems, a, a little sleepy. Um, he's... He just, he seemed like he was reading off a teleprompter. Um, he didn't, he didn't come across as comforting. And you're right. If Ronald Reagan had given the same speech, we would have all, you know, had our breakfast and gone on with our day and not given it another thought. Uh, Scott, you made me think of, uh, I hadn't thought of the, 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 the 9 a.m. angle at all, except to say, President of the United States doesn't do a damn thing before 9 a.m. I, <laughs> I kind of like that job, but it'd be a break. I got kids, man. I'm up at 5 o'clock. Um, but um, the angle I hadn't thought of was, was the unprecedentedness, if that's a word, of Biden doing something like that at 9 a.m. And I think, if you watch the video, not doing it well at all. Bill, what Scott well, reminded saying, me of— They're that, saying, Steve, oh, by yeah, the sorry, way— go ahead. They're saying the reason why he did it then, he started off his remarks by saying that he wanted to talk to them before he went off to California. So he's apparently making a trip to California. So the plausible excuse is, I'm headed to California before I get on the plane. Um, just wanted to have this word with you. But like I said, they shouldn't have even had him speak. Um, Scott, you reminded me of a, a silly spy movie with Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz from, I don't know, nine, ten years ago, I guess. It's called Night and Day. And Ugh. Tom Cruise is playing the Tom Cruise super spy character. And the only thing I really remember about the movie is him telling Cameron Diaz, the civilian, you know, roped into the secret spy situation. If men come up to you and say, we're going to take you to a secure place, you will be safe. And they'll, they'll keep repeating these, these comforting words about, yeah. uh, about safety and, and security. Don't get in the car with these people. Um, Bill, when you watch a video like that, does it make you want to get in the car with Joe Biden? I'm sorry, Steve. I, I'm so filled with terror that I'm beyond the capacity for rational thought. Um, you know, you talk about presidents who disgraced the officer, degraded the officer, lowered the dignity of the office. Joe Biden has shown that the office of president of the United States is um, redundant because clearly he's not calling the shots here. But that's an old story and we don't need to rehash that again. The larger issue is uh, credibility. You know, that's really what, what it comes down to. You, you, you bring the president out in order to calm the nation. And so in order for him to calm the nation, you got to believe what he's saying. And you can't back into credibility. You, you really have to lead with credibility, which is why I, I, whenever this kind of issue comes up, I'm always, I always immediately go back to Winston Churchill, who became prime minister of Great Britain on the day that France fell. He thought he'd be facing German bombers taking off from Germany 200 miles inland. Now they're taking off at, on the coast. They're five minutes away from, from his country. It's a catastrophe. It's an unmitigated catastrophe. France had the biggest army in Europe, including Germany's and all the rest of it. Now it's gone. And so when he's, when he's uh, called by the king to form a new government, his first chance to speak to the British people um, 
who are terrified. And so he doesn't come out and say, hey, everything's going to be fine. Don't you worry. He says, I have nothing to offer you but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. Right? And by saying that, by being brutally honest up front, it actually soothes people. It's actually more comforting to hear that the leader yes. that you're, of, of your country is, you know that you're in an enormous crisis. Right? Everybody, you, it, I'm going to Churchill here. You know this is catastrophic. And if, you're, and if the leader of your country comes out and starts by lying to you in order to calm you down, you don't believe anything he says from that point forward. And Churchill had the, 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 the strength of character, number one, and the, and the political wisdom, number two, to understand that what people, what people would find most reassuring was the sound of the truth, even if the truth was terrible, that that would be more reassuring to people than, Incredible. than, than, a, than, a, than a buttery lie, because on some level it would convince people that, that, that okay, so we're, I know we're in trouble. I'm glad to know that the leader of the country knows we're in trouble, and he's not lying to me or an idiot or both, right? So, so when, you have, um, when you have that kind of credibility, you, you, can, you can continue to use it without degrading it, right? I mean, it's not like you're cashing in credibility. If you, if you tell the truth every time you tell the truth, you're not spending credibility. You're actually adding to it. And that's why I think yeah. people compared him to Reagan, because Reagan had a quality of, 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 of seeming truthful. And Reagan kept his word. When, when he said to the PATCO controllers, you know, he's been president for a couple of months, and the air traffic controller said, we're going on strike. He says, you can't go on strike. You're a public sector union. Well, we're going to call in sick. Well, anybody who calls in sick on Monday is going to be fired. Something like two thirds of the or more of the country's air traffic controllers called in sick that day, and he fired him. He fired him because he said he would, right? And and in the uh, Cold War series that that's going to be coming out on video for Daily Wire, I talk about the fact that the that the criminologists, the people in the Krem, not they're not criminologists, the people in the Kremlin who are watching the U.S. for any any little indication of what to expect, thought that he was just bluffing, that he was just an actor, that it was just bluster. But he was willing to shut down the American air transport system because of a principle, and he did. And it, and, and it took two years to fully recover from that disruption. But that is what credibility is. Credibility is doing the, 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 the right thing, not the easy thing. And uh, I think probably last thing I'll say about this is that uh, Joe Biden does not – credibility is not listed among his primary virtues. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna close this episode by showing you just the very beginning and the very end of uh, of Biden's statement, and not even the actual statement. It's his entrance and his exit. But before I want you, before you see it, I want to tell you about it because I've never seen anything quite like it in my life. Uh, Bill, you mentioned Reagan. I thought his best moment, and well, this one was personal for me. I watched the Challenger explosion live because the school teacher was on board and they wheeled in the av card into the classroom so that we could watch a teacher fly into space Uh, i was at a military school as a boarding school so we didn't have tvs in our room but uh we did we were allowed to to go into classrooms and watch reagan's address that night and um his just couple of minutes talking about the challenger addressing the nation uh it's on YouTube. 
Everybody yeah. needs to watch this thing. And if you've watched it a million times, you need to watch it a million and first time because yep. it's it's just that perfect. It's It defines what presidential means. It's emotionally a, honest, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's it's brilliant. Biden forgot what presidential is, or maybe he never knew, even though he's been striving for this job on and off for most of his adult life. He starts by coming in, having to work this massive door by himself, and it's clearly a bit of an effort for him. He has to do it slowly and very, very carefully before he makes his entrance. There's, there's no Marine there working the door for him or anything like that. Uh, the door isn't the door was closed, so here's the commander-in-chief uh, uh, slowly making his way through this this big door. He comes in, and then for four minutes, he, he gives his very poor performance, reading his, his remarks. And then he says, I'll see you in California. And as reporters start to ask him questions, he doesn't smile, he doesn't nod, he doesn't acknowledge anything. He just does a 90-degree turn and does the same thing on the way out, fumbling his way through the same big, heavy door. And those bookends of this frail man working this big door completely eliminates what was in between. It didn't matter. Nobody was listening who saw the bookends, and you're going to see those right now. 